a mighty fine effort from the Hawks to match the Ds, but it wasn't to be. The final margin, 27 points. Still, there was some satisfaction to be gained from Finn McGuinness riling up the red and blue, and last-minute debutante Henry Hustwaite making an excellent first impression. We're back to unpack all this and more right here on the Hawk Talk podcast. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Nick Mason, and with me as always is a man who must have enjoyed the overall discomfort in the MCC this past weekend. G'day, Tiz. Yes, amongst the discomfort was me. Remarkably comfortable. Yep, I thought you might have been, because didn't we play well? 20 minutes before the beginning, I'm thinking, no Jai, Melbourne, you're going to do a number on us. Well, it's two of our best players out, isn't it? There's no John Newcomb, there's no Mitch Lewis. Yeah. They're two easy best 22 candidates. Well, I was very worried about the scoring potential of the side. Mm-hmm. And we've got Henry Hustwaite and Ned Long playing and so many players under 20 and also under 20, under 20 years of age and under 25 games. <laughs> That's right. You well, know. we apparently had 12 players under 50 games. Yeah. So it's a very inexperienced lineup. I thought you were going to run through the whole list because there's Sarong, Ramston. I mean... As you go through the playing list, the the team that we submitted, it's there's a huge lack of experience. We're asking a lot of these guys. But that first quarter, they were intent on pressuring the ball. Yep. And you, well, you saw that uh, Clayton Oliver hasn't uh, worked out how to shake a tag even after, was it the prelim? or When did he get tagged out of the game by Brisbane in the finals last year? Just It was of no effect whatsoever. Yeah. Anyway, I've got to say that he... Um, that he did when we let the tag go. He finally iced the game, Mm. didn't he? Thus, speaking to the effectiveness of the tag, (laughs) as if the first three quarters didn't do that by themselves. So, I mean, look, and Goodwin having a bit of a tantrum, a low-key tantrum in the presser. Beautiful. It can't be anything else. I mean, uh, it's there is no other read to apply to that. He was filthy. Yeah, I can't imagine... Um, Goody getting things out of proportion, you know. He's just <laughs> such a level-headed fella. And, yeah, he's had an interesting week. The whole footy club's had an interesting week. They're not very impressive. No, and- they're not. And, and that's what Hawthorne really shone a spotlight on, is that Melbourne are vulnerable. I mean, they're meant to be top four, and they went seriously toe-to-toe with, with 16th place to Hawthorne. Looks like there's a few just sort of getting to the end of the season and they've got nothing left in the tank. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. You love it. <laughs> Look at your face. You love it. <laughs> oh, I talked him up at the end of the game. No, oh, I, re- I really... Oh, yeah. I ran into one of our listeners on the way in. Oh, yeah. His name was Matt. I just randomly approached him because he had the, the, the big hawk Guernsey on. Yep. And he's sporting that. I thought, geez, he got on quick. But he'd already bought them before... The Collingwood victory. Oh, okay. Unlike me. <laughs> Unlike you. Yeah, such a bandwagon. <laughs> so, uh, no, we uh, we thought it might be a little bit rough watching. But, um, look, the pressure from Hawthorne was excellent from the beginning. Their mm-hmm. ball movement was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then eventually we got found out. And I thought it was remarkable that Ramsden going off sort yeah. of meant that they had they had it all their way in the back half after that. Approaching today's show, it was interesting because I found myself in the position that I did at the final siren. I sort of thought to myself, I'm not sure I have too many notes from this performance. What about the key battle on the day, mm-hmm. Melksham versus Sisley? 
Well, it's as you said to me. Why can't we do anything about this guy? <laughs> He's so frustrating. He is. He, he had that many shots. He had seven shots at goal. Yeah, he, uh, he kicked zero four to begin with. Yeah. We seem to have no answer. And then he kept Sicily, well, down to some of his minimal metres gained for the year. Although Sicily still played very well. Yeah, he did. But do you reckon that's why we shifted him into the midfield? We just Yeah, it is. Because we needed... <laughs> We need something out of him. And also, the young fellas were getting a little bit Yeah. I, I saw tired. that, you know, as a reminder that it's the second last game of the season. Bit of funny buggers well, about did. it. That happened against Richmond last year, too. Exactly right, towards the end of the season. <laughs> Why the hell not? We've spoken about Finn and how extraordinarily good he is with focus. Right? Yep. His focus and intent and only having one possession less than, than good old what's-his-name. And uh, <laughs> what's his name? Wow. <laughs> well, he was pretty anonymous for much of the game. He was, and he th- like Goodwin, he threw a tantrum. Yeah, he hated it. And, and the, the funny <laughs> thing is about so good to see, which fun- is probably why he got two years today <laughs> from the club. <laughs> That's right. Yes, in case anyone uh, was suspecting that we recorded this before the announcement, sucked in. We got it. <laughs> we got it. Right before we hit record, the news came through that Finn McGuinness has extended his contract. <laughs> To the end of 2025, which is uh, sure to be nightmare material for the likes of Oliver and Libertore and Dacos and the like. Yeah, and who does he go to this week? Brayshaw? Well, I don't Sarong? Think it'd be amusing if O'Meara was playing, but I don't think he is. No, he, I saw him on the telecast. He was subbed out early. Boom recruit. Anyway, that's a bit rough. <laughs> a bit, bit of a bit drive-by. <laughs> hey, I haven't, I haven't even said anything about Tom Mitchell yet. <laughs> Trying to tag Lockie Neal. <laughs> Incredible vision. <laughs> what? Is, that's just asking way too much of him. I went to bed with a smile on my face. I slept very soundly that night. <sighs> anyway, maybe maybe McRae knows that he responds to that kind of toweling. Anyway, um, <laughs> but what else do you want to say about Finn? I mean, he's got the contract richly deserved. He, he's a guy that is clearly set an assignment week in, week out, and he has been delivering. Yeah. That I mean, is reward for hard work. It's just pure focus because at times the ball was in dispute or was heading upfield. Yep. And he just remained right next to Clayton. Did, did you see him back away from the footy sometimes? I yeah. Did. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He's so conscious of his man. And again, I find myself with no notes because it's working. I think you're looking at like a guy who's still lacking a bit of confidence to go get the football. Yes. And he doesn't want to give up on his job. Well, we had a question from Tim here. Do you think a healthy Finn McGuinness plays every week in 2024 and it's just a matter of which player he tags? Well, I'm in two minds about that because based on what you've just said, and we've been speaking about it all year, is that he needs another string to his bow, and that's his offensive game. He's solidified that he can do this, but Hawthorne, over the next two years, will be looking at what he can add from here, what he can build on. Look, if you can take away their most important cog, that's half the game. Well, I, I saw it as a chess analogy. You take the piece off the board. Yep. The Queen. Oliver Queen? That's a DC Comics reference. Anyway, any Harrow fans out there? I'll take your word for that one. All Um, right. More of a Marvel guy myself, but anyway. (laughs) Anyway, uh, yeah, Finn, a lot of people have been talking about the trajectory he's on. Bit of the old Brad Sewell's about him. Yep. Eventually. I I sat in front of M10. Yeah. And 
I wanted to make it my mission for the day to go up and say hi to this bloke, but I never did say Oh, the bloke who ate him. Yeah, the guy who wears the Guernsey, I ate Brad Sewell. Now, we've, I did research on this guy, didn't I? You did you, research? Well, you told me about it. Yeah. Someone's met him. Yeah, so I, th- I think if you ever see this guy with on the back of his Hawthorne Guernsey, it says, I ate Brad Sewell. And you think to yourself, what is that about? It's Apparently, he looks like Brad Sewell. But has he's been on a KFC on a diet. Is that we got the Some... spo- we got the sponsor in? Somebody said KFC. That's right. <laughs> he didn't care. He loved it. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's the story behind that. But anyway, so you're making comparisons between McGuinness and Sewell and their trajectory, yeah. and how they improve, and eventually Sewell became a very good uh, stoppage player. Yeah. Hey, what's your enduring? Brad Sewell highlight. For me, it's bursting out of the centre at the SCG. You were you know? there? No, I wasn't. But do you remember that? Call? I was there. You were there. I, I was there that. for that. No, that was fantastic. Yeah. Awesome highlight, that. Yeah. Uh, now, look, got to talk about him. Henry Husswaite. Yes, we do. Henry Husswaite had no issues with AFL. He got caught once or twice, but in general, mm-hmm. he was fast enough. Yeah, he was. Of mind, because mm-hmm. he's not a fast player. But... And then for Bruce to centre it to you, and you've got Petrarca yeah. breathing down your neck, and he just taps it, takes it, goes back, slots it. Yeah, my, my dad very specifically instructed me to, hey, we can talk about that pass from Bruce. Yeah. It's pretty good. Well, that's faith, yeah. right, in a young player. It's my dad's point exactly. Yeah. And, and also give him an opportunity, you know. Yeah. Well, well he, he took I that t- opportunity with both hands. He, he looked slick. He, How he excited looks, can I get? Oh, look, it's one game, but you would hope that he's picked this week. I see that John Newcomb's a test. Is Day good? Day is apparently fine. He's not on the injury list. Okay. <laughs> but come on, you don't want Hustwaite falling out of the side after a one cameo. week. Yeah, well... He's only got one position. I want to see his, more. Even because when he came to the club, we had questions, and, and we did see it in the VFL that his kicking wasn't very good. Mm-hmm. Much better, hands, mate. Much better now. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, the hands clean as a whistle. I was going to say, can't complain about the kicking too much. He dobbed two goals. No, two I mean passing. On, I know, I know you did. Yeah, two goals on debut, 15 touches. A very satisfying debut from Henry. Uh, this question from Finn. Where will Hustwaite fit into our midfield in the next couple of years? He could start in the halfback like Will Day did, but who comes out of the team for him? He seems like a genuine talent we need at the club, but I'm bereft of answers for this one. Love the pod. Well, thank you, Finn. I've got good news. Mm. He's 195 centimetres. Mm-hmm. He's going to push people out. <laughs> <laughs> well, your boy Nashi. If Hustwaite puts on a little bit of bulk, yeah, Kel- Celtic yeah. Warrior might have a, a few worries. Well, good. Kel- that's what, that's Celtic what, Warrior, that's as what, it were. Yeah, that's what the team's for. Yeah, that's exactly right. You have to earn your spot. Yeah. Competition and is good. Yes. I mean, could he play forward? Does Henry have another... String to his bow there, or? Well, I dare say they might entertain that now that he's kicked two on debut. Look, um, what did you think of Long? Oh, fine. No clear position. Yeah, no. Struggling for... I like the endeavour. A clear role. Yeah, I, I, I like the, the competitive spirit. Oh, he always seemed to be chasing someone's backside, didn't he? Yeah. Anyway, he, he's a bit of a slow developer, is he? He's been consistently in the best at Box Hill. Uh, I'd hate for him to fall off the list. Is that in? Is he in limbo? Ooh, off the top of my head, I thought he got a year. Maybe he got a year. I can't remember seeing him on those lists that they 
love yeah. to publish around this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost, no, it's um, always willing them off the list. No, I thought he'd be in the centre and getting contested possessions, but that so, wasn't his role. Yeah, I really wanted that to happen, and I would love for him to stay in the side this week and for him to be used that way, but I just don't see it happening this year. It was left to Connor Nash and James Warple, who was MVP on the day, if you don't mind. Yeah, didn't use the footy quite as well as previous weeks, but that doesn't matter as much when you're finding the footy as much as Warple did. 30 touches and 15 of those contested, equal with Nashy. Really? Yep. Nash and Warple with 15 contested possessions each. (laughs) Come on. Start of the year, if I told you that... Nash and Warple combined for 30 contested possessions. Yeah, okay. All right. I was wondering, what's he asking here? Because obviously Nash was going to play midfield. Yeah. There was no question of that. Although they have had him on the outer for a few weeks. Yeah, sometimes. Much to our detriment, I would say. <laughs> Nash is right at home doing exactly this. 15 contested possessions from each of them is a fantastic output. Meanwhile, you've got the, the, uh, the Ferrari moving smoothly on the outside. Connor Mack. How good is this boy? <laughs> He's so fun to watch. Like 19 touches, 300 metres gained, disposal efficiency 89. Wow, I didn't have that written down, but oh, two goals to go with that too. He's a wonderful talent. Another smooth mover in uh, Carl Amon, 27 touches at 81.5%. I mean, we can bring him up every single week. He's very consistent, consistently proving himself as a major recruit. Huge tick in the box for Hawthorne. And then I thought Ramsden was going to kick his first goal. Just hasn't quite got there yet. Oh. Every time he looks like it. Tantalising. I know, he's teasing us. Friend of the show, Max Ramsden, what are you doing? And then I had to check the record to see that DGB hadn't kicked his first goal because the celebrations were enormous. I think the boys know that he loves a goal. <laughs> That's how it seems. But no, that wasn't his first. I think it was his fourth career goal in the end. But they did they get round him? So yeah, he, he must be well-liked. Seems that way, yeah. Three inside 50s for DGB as well. So yeah, the ability that, to move I up know, the ground. Big deal. Like, he, he made Why? Tom McDonald look like a puppy. <laughs> he just, he looked forlorn. Mate, this is the kind of role that you'd expect Mitch Lewis to be doing. And when Lewis is out of the side, I just thought it was important that DGB was able to go some way to filling that void. His timing was excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of times his aggro got the better of him. Yeah, well, that's to be expected. Is it? Can we just tone that down? You want to tone that down? Yeah. I mean, it's like watching Sicily. No. A couple of years ago. Anyway, very, very encouraging. Yeah, it was. It's an interesting result, really, because it is a loss at the end of the day. But I've got to say, I didn't really feel that bad about it. And I thought that the structure of the forward line held up well with so many blokes out. Do you think Cozzy's... Na- going to be named as uh, getting a new contract? What's going to happen? There's, uh, there's oh. so many guys who's still yeah. waiting. I Okay, let me finalise my position on this once and for all because I've, I've done a to and fro on this all year. Yep. I want Cozzy to remain at Hawthorne. And my confidence going to happen? I have no idea. Yeah, okay. I, That could easily go either way. Yeah, but wouldn't he want to stay because, you know, Bailey Smith's coming. <laughs> You've been pushing this barrow. For After, weeks. No, look, I just want to talk about how bad the dogs were. Oh, okay. All right. But wasn't that terrific? Well, what are you talking about? Which performance was worse, on-field or in the post-match presser? Oh, I guess. On-field <laughs> on, on field was was dreadful. Obviously. And then the way they handled the loss was even worse. Yeah. And then I thought that Bontempelli was a good captain. Yeah. Really did. But the way he spoke... Mm. 
and his inability to reconcile the fact that they'd actually lost to West Coast, who are apparently not the worst side ever. That's North, which you must be really happy about because they've got three wooden spoons in a row. I'm so sour about that, that they now get Harley Reid. Yeah, but he'd only be there 12 months. Yeah, I guess that is the consolation. <laughs> he, he will leave. <laughs> is Sheasel staying? Oh, I don't know, mate. Can he come to Hawthorne? He's a Hawks fan. He is. I mean, join Bailey Smith. That's that's all we are. <laughs> Who aren't we getting? No, oh, come on. Bailey Smith ain't hanging around there, is he? Well, I don't know. He's going to have a huge review. He's got another year's contract. Yeah. Yes, they should they should work out how to get some value for him now before he just walks. How badly do you want this to happen? My God, you are, you've been pushing this An for out weeks. Out and out wingman. Yep. Be great. I love a Smith on the wing at Hawthorne. Yep. It's <laughs> good fun. Uh, mate, that's all I have to say about that game. Because, um, like I said, I was pretty much satisfied. End of the year. Umpiring? Uh, oh, actually, no. The umpiring is disgraceful. The whole weekend, the umpiring was quite yeah, disgraceful. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But this is the first game of ours in well, a long time where I I've did really it. been annoyed. I did enjoy that. Right in front of me. The, uh... Right in front of me! <laughs> Viney took it out yeah. and then he got paid holding the ball or deliberate or whatever it was it was paid holding the ball and uh, the MCC were rabid yeah. they could not believe it they only got 50,000 for bloody 200 that, game that's surprising premiership captain Fairweather Melbourne supporters can we talk about that though because I think <laughs> bouncing around like a bloody pinball today. yeah but we haven't mentioned him and Reeves was excellent that's true yeah Reeves need, needs to get a nod for his game I think well, he got the nod when we didn't expect he would. Yeah. And he hasn't looked back. Correct. And Miki played an excellent game in the VFL, which is a fantastic segue by me. <laughs> I can't keep up. You're running the show. Yeah, we did well for Box Hill. Did well down at Frankston. Kinetic Stadium, 105 defeated Frankston at 66. Uh, it took a little while to get going, but yeah. we, we found our groove eventually and proved that we were the far superior team. Bit of razzle-dazzle. That second quarter, there's no question, really. Yeah, it was only the first quarter where I was like, come on, guys. And Bramble was like, oh, just stick the Jets on here. Yep. Bailey McDonald, similar things. Bailey McDonald's great fun to watch. I'm bullish on him. Bullish on his future for Bailey. Uh, Fergus Green just thought, yeah, tight on the boundary. Just thread the eye of the needle with it with this one. Yeah, but he was quiet. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That, that one goal he kicked, that was it. That was the whole Unerring finish. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Brilliant goal, but um, he had a tough night. But as you say, Lloyd Meek towered above them in more ways than one. Three goals, 26 touches, eight clearances, 41 hitouts, and uh, a gut punch and probably a one-week suspension at the very least. Oh. Yeah. I missed that part. Yeah. Was that on the umpire or something? <laughs> he got gang-tackled. I was holding the ball. Right. It took about three of them. And then no, I don't... no, he's just throwing a handball it away. No, it was pretty clear. It was <laughs> what we call the hard camera, where you can clearly see. Damn. Yeah, <laughs> it's not good for me. So I wouldn't be surprised if he cops a, sus- a suspension for that. There was nothing necessary about it. And he was just throwing a tanty because clearly <laughs> the three guys got him holding the ball and then gave it to him. All right. And then he obviously retaliated, so... Cam McKenzie had six touches in the first two minutes or something. <laughs> Finished right, with yeah. 25, 11 tackles, mind you. Yeah, that was a very strong defensive performance from McKenzie. And Cooper Stevens is starting to look likely. 
Yeah, best game. Best game for Box Hill. 28 touches, six tackles, nine clearances. Just looks zippy, which for a guy of his build and his height is unusual, but he's he's playing with some confidence now. And he's getting the benefit of the doubt from the umpires every now and again too. Emerson Jacker, seven marks, 18 touches. Butler and Bennett's both got a goal. Yeah, I mean, the rest of the Good AFL, contributors. Yeah, the rest of the AFL-listed boys were fine. Writing uh, on the wall for Josh Morris, as you, as you said to me in the chat. Yeah, I did. I mean, he got 10 touches. He used every single one of them well. I think he ran it. Yeah, but it, like we said, it, it just doesn't look like there's an opportunity there. No, and he does... There were many, many occasions where... That message from me yeah. in the chat was off the back of him just getting beaten constantly. Well, yeah. But he's also the understudy to Hardwick. Well, that's that's probably why he can't be on the list. But you've also got Frost. Bloody hell, forgot about Frost. These past three weeks. Well, he can he can play on smalls and yep. do very well. Yeah. You know, if we if we do manage to pick up a key back, I think Frost will be very very useful for us in the same way that Finn McGuinness is. Yeah, potentially. Doesn't need the ball, but can really nullify their some of their best weapons. So apart from the AFL guys, Porter was in our best again, and we've got a week off now because it's the wild card round. What about Arundel? Oh, the snake. Jake the snake. What on earth? Yeah, he's good fun, isn't he? He could he could come through the ranks next year. And wind as well, I thought was pretty impressive. Didn't notice him, to be honest. But I think he hit three. Did he? Yeah, same as Arundel. Oh. Yeah, there yeah. you go. I mean, it was a pretty good night for Box Hill, all told. And like I said, I hoped it would be a tune-up against the Dolphins. That's exactly what it turned into. And uh, yeah, got the week off, and then it's back for a qualifying final because we ended up finishing third on the ladder. That'll be against Werribee. Yep. And that'll be uh, them hosting us. Details to be announced. Uh, look, Werribee and the Suns, they're the red-hot contenders. Either of them are going to be very, very hard to stop. So first and second, respectively, Gold Coast and Werribee. And then there's us. And I'm not taking anything away from Box Hill. I just think the two teams above us are very, very good indeed. Yeah, it's a bit concerning, um, Gold Coast. How come they're so non-competitive in the AFL? Like, who's doing the match I don't know. selection? I do not know. It doesn't make sense. They've but they've been... got 80% of their next premiership side, which is 10% less than we have. Yeah, exactly right. So we're ahead of Gold Coast Suns. And that was and 12 months ago. <laughs> <laughs> it was um, odd to hear the words coming out of his mouth, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, I mean, what do you make of that? It's If you're a Richmond supporter, are you aggrieved by this turn of events? No, no, I think that uh, burning up the last draft for Taranto and Hopper was <laughs> because they still had a, a you know, a, a window. Yeah. They still had the window there. And as soon as the window slammed shut. The slightest hint that it was actually going to take some really hard work. On Hardwick's fingers. Yep. It was like, nah. So I'm out of here. Yeah. It's all, all too hard. <laughs> Only to come back almost immediately. He yeah. cited burnout and it couldn't have been that burned out. Really? Well, he came back to coaching, not just a role, but yeah. a coaching role, senior coaching role, almost, almost immediately. I, I would say that a lot of Richmond fans would be sore about it, and I see their point. No, it's unlike Damien Hardwick to walk away from a long-term relationship like that. Oh, boy. Anyway, move on. <laughs> Hawthorne versus Fremantle, the final game of our of our season at the MCG, Saturday, one forty-five. Mate, I've resolved to at least attend the second half. Newcomb comes back in. Yeah, Newcomb comes back in, you'd say. He's a test, but he should be fine. Uh, I expect a win. Can we get you a do. win? You do. You do expect yeah, a I, win. I do, actually. Yep. 
Okay, expect to win. I will not be devastated if we lose. Mm-hmm. It's the final game of the season. Because there is a bit of experimenting going on. Yeah, exactly. I was going to yeah. say, we're just, we're just going to chuck a few things around and, and try some things. I've no doubt about that. But also, Fremantle, are they much chop? They're so, Fremantle have been so hard to guess all year. Just if they're any good. They're what? They're above us on the ladder one place, aren't they? Yeah, look, I think their trade situation last year was quite diabolical mm-hmm. the state of WA football is not great no not really uh, also the fact that it's the MCG when, when was the last time Freo played at the G and how'd they go I can't even think of the last time was it Collingwood was it, it Richmond where they kicked the goal after the siren was that four years ago <laughs> <laughs> when was that that was ages ago that was 2017 <laughs> it was their premiership year that's enough Richmond okay that's enough oh okay <laughs> well what do you reckon I'm forecasting we could win this game. Not sure we will, but what do you reckon? Uh, I think we match them in the midfield, and then if we spread their defence, I think it's very doable. I'm quite keen on a bit of the talent at Frio, so mm. if we can pull pull a couple of them back. Yeah, rate the great. country. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I just don't think Longmuir has a great idea of what he's got or what he's trying to do with it. Certainly seems that way. Uh, they've been disappointing this year, the Dockers. Brandon Ryan, you imagine that whatever illness has been battling, you would say that the storm's probably passed on that and he'd be available. Yeah, so who are you dropping? Well, I don't know, but I want to see more of him. Uh, I don't think you play Lewis. That would be dumb. Just leave him be for the rest of the season. Um, you had that feeling about Newcomb too, didn't you? Well, it's We're more, not Geelong, mate. It's more that I want... We're not Geelong. They've, they've dropped six of their first... Oh, yeah, Q's in the 23. Rack. But I, I want... Hustwaite to play. I want Newcomb and Hustwaite to play. Yeah. But but you know Newcomb went out. Hustwaite came in. I play wonder Newcomb if they in the just... forward pocket. Oh, that'd be so fun. It is fun. I'd love We've that. seen it. So I, I just don't want them to do a straight spot back. I want to see more Henry. I want to see Jai back. I, I still want to see Ramsden. I still want I'll to tell see you Sarong. What, it's just going to be an enjoyable occasion. I hope the weather's good. Yeah, yeah. Because it's a long time. It is. The off season can be very long. And it gets very tiresome looking at the constant media reports saying what might happen. At least we'll get a fixture. Yeah. We might get a fixture next year. We can plan on. Well, I'd like that. (laughs) That's especially relevant to me this weekend, isn't it? (laughs) Uh, We have footy in the meantime, of course, some AFLW, but we'll get to that in a moment. First, time to talk socials. Uh, If you've got a moment, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, however you're listening to this, we'd super appreciate that. It really puts us on the map. It helps other Hawks fans to find our show. You can find us on social media as well. Twitter, or if you're calling it X, I'm still calling it Twitter, evidently. Uh, Facebook, Instagram. Get on, join the conversation. It'd be great to have you. And uh, we have our Patreon as well, patreon.com slash hawktalkpod. I believe we have a new subscriber, Tiz. Yes, Adam signed up on uh, last Thursday for the match. Much appreciated, Adam. And uh, basically, the Patreon is where you can support our show. It's how we put time into this show. It's through the, the backing of our lovely, devoted subscribers. And uh, they've been supporting us all year, so we thank them very much. Patreon.com slash Pod if you want to get on board. And if you do so, you can get some of that uh, sweet bonus content. And some more of that coming up soon. And you used some of their generosity to take the uh, three buses and the train out to Casey on. <laughs> For the Patreon. Oh, mate, that was a wake-up call. Oh, look, I don't know about that, but it's not the way you want to kick off a campaign. Well, I didn't it? watch it, but eight goals, 16-64. 
Yeah. 24 shots to um, six behinds. Yeah. I watched it. Look, the nicest thing I can say about it is they competed. <laughs> That's it. Well, what what else can can I say? They had some really good defensive moments Did where they? clearly they were hanging in there. Are Melbourne a... that much better? Yes. Really? Yeah. They're, Mel- they're outclassed by Melbourne easily. So, so the nicest thing I could say is that they really tried to hang in there and they did have some good moments. Are we looking at a team versus like a, a squad playing as a team, Melbourne versus a team of individuals at Hawthorne or what's the dynamic? What's wrong? Oh, is the talent yeah. just too much in the Melbourne side? Or I would say that. I'd okay. say that, yeah. And I don't know. It, it's really hard. It's a practice match against the reigning Premier. How much do you read into this stuff? We had a fair few missing as well. Gilroy, Wales, Kemp, Baskerin, Fleming didn't play out the whole game. Uh, not through injury, by oh, the way. Okay, so think. it sounds like we had the cue in the rack, really. I don't think we were bringing our absolute best, but, you know, Melbourne Melbourne looked poised. And the players know it. The AFLW players, uh, so many of them have Melbourne making the grand final again. That was our second practice match of the season uh, that followed match sim against the Bulldogs, which we covered last week. I don't read Which was into, a much better effort. Well, it was, but I don't, I don't really read into either of them too closely. And I wait to see what we can do in, uh, well, from the time of recording, 11 days' time at Kinetic Stadium against the Bombers, which I'm desperate to win because uh, we need payback. Yeah, they've got a bit of history, those two. Yep. Already. That's right. We'll never forget that night at Marvel Stadium. That was history in the making. Now, got a few questions to finish off in red time items. This one from 5G. We really missed the class of Wingard in our forward line. His last month was excellent in terms of pressure and disposal and creating goals. How do we fill that void? Because it was evident that we lacked polish and footy IQ in the front half. Oh, I think Brockman is clearly the man that fixes that, isn't he? If you don't call this anything else than a work in progress, I'm going to scream. Because I don't know if Brockman's the answer. I'm not sure if any of the guys that we have that, that could theoretically fill that role, I'm not sure yet if they're the answer. So we've gone from, why is Wingard getting a posse? That has been the arc this year, yes, I know. To, oh my God, we can't replace him. <laughs> because when he's at his best, it's incredible. And none of our young guys yet can touch him. Come on, Butler's pretty good. Oh, it's early days. Bennett's early the, days. Bennett shows something. It's theory rather than practice. It's yeah, all but, speculative. All right, but Wingard was a top pick. Yeah. And he did some stunning things in his first two years. It will need to be a, a project over the, the next year, the next season. We really need that kind of player to the point where I don't, I'm not even sure if we don't look at him, uh, look at a player like that in the draft, mm. to be honest. Well, I mean. No. I'm not saying it's our top priority. I still think key defender is. Dersma's the guy. Yeah, right? at, at this stage. I'd say Everyone's Dersma. saying Dersma. Yeah. But okay. But it really depends on what happens with, <laughs> with our pick now. You know, we're going to be pick five and all is said and done, not pick three. <sighs> Bloody hell. Yep. Can't even tank. <laughs> uh, this question from Rocky and Ralph. Uh, does Chad get paid the bare minimum? Bit of a slap in the face. I'd say it takes a pay cut. I don't know about bare minimum. Are they even going to offer him a contract? I don't think that's clear. Yeah, no, that's not clear at this stage. Uh, a few quick fire ones from Rocky and Ralph. We'll get through them because he's, I think he's got four questions here. So should CJ play on a wing next year? I don't no, know. I want him as a, as a defender taking screaming marks and mm. I want him to improve that side of his game. I mean, he's got to man, man his opponent and, and beat him in the contest. 
I'm not married to that at the moment. I'm flexible with that. I'm open to what Rocky, Rocky and Ralph Hopefully is suggesting. Hopefully he's building a, a big body yeah. while he's out on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. How many players are going in for surgery? Not sure. There's my answer to that one. I don't know. We're, uh, we're, and we're unlikely to know, exactly. judging, <laughs> judging by how they report these things at the club. Yep. How much do we love DGB? A hell of a lot more than we were. Uh, are we that fickle a bunch that... The player starts kicking goals and we like him all of a sudden. No, I, I like the personality of DGB. Same. And I like his endeavour and his incredible unwillingness to give up in a contest. Mm-hmm. Um, but geez, he's frustrated himself and his supporters throughout the <laughs> year. You know, he's just either trying too hard or, I don't know, it looked like he got into the groove and then as soon as he was in the groove, he's out of it again on the weekend. So... Mm-hmm. We're looking at inconsistency for a guy that has an enormous amount of talent. Hawk 1-2 had a few questions, but there's one in particular I want to focus on. Do Sammy and Mark McKenzie have a little surprise up their sleeve come trade and draft time? Oh, absolutely. I think as I far as... I hope I haven't unboxed it. <laughs> Although I do. Yes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> as far as the draft is concerned... Best mullet in the AFL. All right. Can we carry on? Yeah. You're carrying on. Uh, as far as the draft is concerned... I would say they're still conservative. They they don't go for a Hail Mary or anything like that. I don't know. They surprised us last year and they did excellently with Weddle. That was a surprise, wasn't it? That has absolutely paid off. It's another tick in that box. But uh, no, I, I suppose what I mean is you would think that they would look at talls. Broadly speaking, look at talls. If you want to go more specific, a tall defender. Yeah, yeah. I mean, speaking about talls... Teddy, do you think it's a good idea for the Hawks to go after Brody Grundy? No, because I think he's 29, isn't he? Uh, okay. Well, how long has he got left in the game? Is he going to be there for our premiership tilt? Or Imagine if he'd come to us instead of Melbourne. Well, that would have changed a lot, actually, I think. so. Yeah, we wouldn't have as much money to spend on this trade period. No, we're not <laughs> getting Brody Grundy. No, no. no we're not. <laughs> and we don't want him. No, I, I wouldn't want Brody Grundy. If he was... 25, 26, absolutely, but not not now. Uh, Jane, is Clarkson's trade record post-2016 mm. the reason I'm now averse to all the trade rumours linked to Hawthorne? Possibly. I empathise with that. Oh, come on. We picked up a Brownlow medalist. Yeah. And we picked up a... Did did Amira get a Crimmins? I don't think he did. No, I don't think so. No. He used to miss too many games. What, what I'll say to Jane is I think... I'm starting to put all that in the history uh, behind us now because Mitchell, I think, is building a good track record. Harry Morrison? Well, okay. Well, now you bring up examples because the next one you mentioned will be Mitch Lewis. Well, what did you think of him? Uh, what did I think of him on, on the weekend? Yeah. He had some good moments. Hmm. Is he part of the tilt? For? Flag. Well, he's there next year. He is. So I guess we'll wait and see. Uh, this question from Ray is, will McCabe eligible for father-son selection? How high will he go in the draft? Yes, yes he, he is. And projected 15 at the moment. But, yep. De- you know, so definitely, a couple of awkward performances could drift out to 20. Is he currently injured? I thought I read that he was currently injured. But he, anyway, he's top 20. So he's a first-rounder. Um, and Hawthorne are probably keenly aware of that and will be doing everything they can to, <clears throat> to shore up picks as currency. Big Lad Hawks has... A question about Colshard Deer, son of Paul Deer. Mm-hmm. We could, you know, nominate him as father's son. Could do, yep. He's 194 centimetres, 88 kilo forward, and he's showing something. I've seen him on the socials. Mm-hmm. He gets a good rap. Um, looked at some highlights. 
are we going to have two father-sons this draft? That'd be interesting. Because I'm fairly set. Well, it's on brand for Sammy. Like, <laughs> I'm certain that we'll get McCabe. Mm-hmm. So that one you can take to the bank. But it'd be pretty cool if we got Culture as well. Drifting back to Jane, Clarkson didn't didn't really enjoy the father-son stuff, no, did he? No. So no, I think you got a much better chance if you're the son of a Hawthorne great <laughs> getting on the list now. Ah, <laughs> uh, Clarkson. Is this what North had in mind? Sign what? Clarkson, get the wooden spoon. They're wrapped. I guess they would be. Bloody Harley Reid going Lose a club like that, three number one picks in a row. Two of them are still there. Look, they bathe themselves. They lather themselves up in mediocrity. Less two, than mediocrity. Two of them will be there. So you're attending the final game of the season for us? Oh, Freeman. definitely. Yeah. Yep. You're feeling good about it? You seem to be upbeat about the club. Yeah, I've begun to the MCG in my suit for two weeks running. Don't you usually go in the suit? Nah. No. What do you do for the MCC? You don't have to wear a full suit. No, I know that, but, but I just that's just why I pitch it. Um, but if I want to go in the long room bar or something, I've got to wear a tie. The Ned long jacket. room. <laughs> the Ned long room bar. Yeah, not bad. Thank you and good night. <laughs> no, seriously, I do have to wrap up. We deserve a win, don't we? We've bucked the narrative that all journos had for us. We were going to be wooden spooners. We'd set ourselves back. Montagna said we'd set ourselves back 10 years. Yeah. Well, he, he knows about those things too. So. <laughs> but like everyone had us ridden off that this year was going to be nothing. And that's North Melbourne. Can I leave you with one final disappointment? AFL, <laughs> okay. AFL 360 last night. I thought, this will be great. Yep. Going to have a look at Robbo sobbing mm-hmm. about the Dons. Sobbo. It's Jordan Lewis doing his best. Analytic accountancy. Just <laughs> he's very good, but I did want to see Robbo just sort of oh my just sort of with a lip wobble. Thirsting know. for that Schadenfreude. <laughs> That's what that is. I just wanted to go nuts. So what did you do? Did you do an AFL one eighty and walk out the room? <laughs> <laughs> this, is, uh, anyway. this has been another edition of the Hawk Talk Podcast. We'll be back next week, of course, to recap all the action from the final game of the season. And then what from there, mate? Maybe Maybe a little bit of a break, I think. That's the plan, Nick. And uh, we'll both be noisily singing We're a Happy Team at Hawthorne on Saturday afternoon for once. Yeah, the part of the game I can get to. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I'll see you there, mate. We are a happy team at Hawthorne.